is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 11th, 2019. Strong hand. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Offended by selling. All right. This is a very special show, as you can tell. Hello, all my elite friends. Bobby Lee is here. You know him. He is the founder and the CEO of Ballet Wallet. So we're going to talk about a lot of issues today, but we're going to start it off by talking about the Ballet Wallet because it's for some reason controversial. He's trying to make something for beginners to, to get used to Bitcoin. And I, I think it's good. He's being productive and everything. But some people, they don't like it. They don't like the whole thing. So, Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for having me. Okay. So I, I'm just going to let you have the first word here. What, what are you trying to do here? What is the, the market you're marketing to? And what is this product? And hold it up. Show it to the world. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm here. Obviously, I think we're going to talk a little bit about the, the ballet physical cryptocurrency wallet. Uh, here's what it looks like. And uh, so this year, 2019, is when we got started. In January this year, I, I got a bunch of good friends together. We started this company to build what we think is a next generation, super easy, reliable, and safe, uh, a cryptocurrency wallet for the mass market. Uh, and you know, it's been, what is it? 10 months now. It's been the most, it's been the single most fun thing I've done all my life. I think it's been an extraordinary journey so far. Uh, we're far from success. We're, we're just getting started, but it's been, it's been an amazing journey. A lot of fun. Uh, we worked hard, you know, the first, what is it? Eight months. We revealed our name brand in August, and then we revealed the product in September. And then we launched it and started shipping, uh, late uh, October and today we're November 11th so we're we're, we're shipping it uh, in small volumes right now trying to get all the logistics worked out the fulfillment stuff but we're very excited um, should I type should I tell the audience about what this is yes please yeah please. so essentially um, what you see here is uh, I'm gonna take it out of the protective case it's actually a uh, a it's a, it's made of stainless steel. It's kind of like a credit card. People very much liken it to the American Express, uh, the American Express Platinum card. Uh, in this case, it's made of stainless steel. It's nice and thick. Uh, it's over one millimeter thick, uh, nice and heavy and hefty. It's what we call the world's first non-electronic uh, physical wallet with multi-currency support. And I'm speaking of multiple cryptocurrencies, of course. We're in the crypto industry. So this one here has a Bitcoin insignia. Uh, if you see it, I'll flash it on the, on the left side of the card. The name of the product is called Real Bitcoin, made by Ballet. And what this is, is it's a non-electronic wallet that is pre-configured and set up for you. So there's no setup for the users. So we have a deposit QR code. And the deposit address is represented both in the QR code and also printed in text. There's two lines that are very legible. Uh, fixed with font text. Uh, this is a demo wallet I show people. Uh, it has serial numbers on it and all that. And uh, and essentially, it's, this is what I, I actually we probably need to say this in the future. But it's essentially a Bit thirty eight compliant encrypted private key wallet. Uh, BIP thirty eight is a standard from the early days of Bitcoin. So this is a very well known, very well respected, very well tested, thoroughly tested standard. 
uh, in the Bitcoin protocol's early days. This is not the BIP39, not the BIP44, but it's BIP38. And uh, it's supported by the, the very early, uh, you know, the paper wallet manufacturers and the websites like bitaddress.org. So what we have here is we have an encrypted private key that is beneath the sticker here where you see a reflective sticker and then we have it, the encryption passphrase, the wallet passphrase that's underneath the scratch off on the bottom here. So there's about a 20 digit, uh, 20 letter passphrase here. So, so let me, let me, I don't want to get bogged down in details, but essentially it's, it's a, you know, for, for you experts, you guys can understand this as a fancy metal based paper wallet. Uh, but, but the cool thing is it has multi-currency support. So we, we, so even though this has Bitcoin insignia supports Bitcoin deposits here, but using our app, you can actually activate, enable all sorts of other coins. We have over 20 coins out there. So Ethereum, Litecoin, Dogecoin, ERC20 tokens, uh, what else? Binance coin and a whole bunch. And they all get keyed to the same private key pair so it's really cool in that sense anyways so i'll take a break and let you let you chime in adam okay well let's talk about the private key first of all everybody all, yep. all the info is linked to below pound that like button but let's talk about the private key controversy part of it because that's what okay. people are screaming about that's yeah private key controversy yes, <laughs> yes. so do you have a you have a question or do you want no, no, yeah. no, no, no. i'm gonna actually i'm gonna read off something and, and tell me if this guy this is my my tech friend rocky said this yeah the please. secure the security on bobby's lee's new wallet are different than casatius coins with casatius coins it was one guy sticking the private key on the back you had to trust that guy with bobby lee's wallets the private key is created in china but then a passphrase is added in las vegas People in China can't know the passphrase and the people in Las Vegas don't know the private key, but both are needed to spend. Okay. So are Bobby Lee's wallets hundred percent trustless? No, but they are much more trustless than Casatius coins. So I, I don't know if I got China and Las Vegas right there, yeah. but the, but did that seem to be yeah. right? It, sure. Is your audience very technical? I'm very happy to go in details. Some are. So yeah, we can, I, I want, Okay, this product I want to stress to everyone is for beginners. But let's it's for new, it's for newbies, it's for beginners. So absolutely, they'll, they're never going to be worried about private key, public key. But they won't even know. <laughs> the audience, know, they won't even know. But we're we're taking a strong responsibility to make it safe. Yes, but, so let, but, but yes. we got to get into the technical aspects now. So absolutely, absolutely. So let's so let's let's talk about this. So um, so I'm glad your your audience in that in that quote mentioned Cassatius. We are a great evolution. Uh, from the Cassatius coin. So for those of you who don't know, Cassatius was the very first maker of physical Bitcoins. They, showed, they, they were made in coin, coin round sizes, uh, size of quarters and half dollars. Uh, they were made of brass, copper, you know, even silver and gold. Cassatius was a very prolific maker. Uh, the guy's name is Mike Caldwell. I've met him in person back in 2013. I myself am a collector of several of his Cassatius coins. And... Um, so we, we are a great evolution from that. And, and let me talk about that in three ways. Number one is uh, our, our product, the wallet here, is not in round form. It's actually a square credit card size form. So the form factor is slightly different. Oh, the internet is stable. Okay, anyways, if, 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 if this, yeah. The form factor is different. Um, we, we use that temper evidence sticker concept and we hide the private key behind the sticker. Uh, so the three things that's different is number one, we, we have 
a deposit address right on the device, on, on the wallet itself. So Cassatius Coins never had the full deposit address QR code. We have it right there. The purpose is to make it easy for people to load more currencies on there. And the second topic is that we actually ship it empty. So we, we ship it as an empty wallet, whereas Cassatius shipped theirs as a loaded piece of uh, coin. The difference, of course, besides the value, the difference is in logistics and regulation. We don't have to be controlled by uh, as a money transmitter. We don't. We ship it as empty wallets, much like if you buy a leather wallet, leather physical wallet at Neiman Marcus or at Macy's at the department store. So we ship a physical empty cryptocurrency wallet. So there's no money transmitted, no regulation issues. Number three, uh, by also by not having a loaded, we reduce any fraud or any mistakes in shipping logistics. We don't lose money. There's no insurance issues and stuff like that when we ship globally. And number three is we have multi-currency support. So Cassatius never had that. So with multi-currency support, it means that you could load not just Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum onto the same card. And that's an amazing breakthrough that we use. Um, and further, Cassatius actually, I think what was one of the first companies to pioneer uh, BIP38, using BIP38. The idea is that they allow their customers to pick their own passphrase. And then Cassatius, Mike Caldwell, would create a coin that is tied to that passphrase because the customer would transmit over what they call an intermediate code. It's an intermediate code that gets transmitted. Cassatius would build a paper wallet uh, coin uh, with a sticker of private key. It's encrypted by the passphrase where the original person uh, has set. But the passphrase is never re uh, revealed to Mike Caldwell and vice versa. Mike Caldwell, after creating the coin, has a confirmation code which can allow the customer to test and make sure the passphrase uh, it, it will unlock the private key that's on the Cassatius coin. Okay, so so the point is uh, we use that same technology that's been well tested and uh, ironed out for the last what is it seven eight years already. Uh, so so back to your 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 comment there. Uh, we use that same technology, the Bit Thirty Eight encryption technology. What's really cool about it is that um, he made the gentleman who wrote that paragraph made a small uh, important error is that the encrypted private key gets created after the passphrase is set. So it's not like we take a private key and then we, we, we lock it up by adding a passphrase onto it. That's not how it works. Because if it were like that, then the two pieces of digital information actually comes together. Okay, so that's where there's a lot of uh, potential for disclosure, for leakage of information, okay? I've been in this industry for eight and a half years. I've run one of the world's largest Bitcoin exchanges. I myself have been a coin maker. We made a BTCC Mint coins from 2016, 2018. So I have a lot of experience, not just in crypto, but in managing private keys for exchanges, wallets, and also, and by the way, I built two wallet products while at BTCC. So I've had experience building exchanges, custody wallet solutions, custodial wallet solutions, as well as physical Bitcoins. And this is my next venture, the ballet physical coin, uh, wallet. So back to the point, um, I've, I've, we've come up with a process, uh, what we call 2FKG, two-factor key generation, where we utilize the BIP38 technology. We create the, we randomly generate a passphrase. And that's done in Las Vegas, okay? So uh, that's locked up offline computer in Las Vegas and never goes online. And that never sees the light of day. That, pass, that passphrase, we then generate what we call the intermediate code. And the intermediate code is what goes over to China to allow the generation of the private key, okay? So um, the private key then gets, um, 
generated in China. Uh, it's, it's already encrypted by the passphrase. And then we make it into these uh, very secure tamper evidence stickers. And then we stick them onto these steel cards. And then they're all keyed off of the serial number. So that, that's why the wallet itself has multiple uh, serial numbers printed on it to give the users assurance that it's all part of the same wallet process. Um, and then the wallets get shipped over to Las Vegas physically. They get, uh, and then we laser etch the passphrase onto the same wallet corresponding to the serial number. That's when we use the, the passphrase data file again. And of course, all the files on both sides are deleted um, properly and zeroed out uh, before we send out the wallets. And we have the confirmation codes and all that stuff. So anyways, so I, I've put a lot of time and effort thinking about this. So we, we think we've nailed the process down. Uh, I challenge people to point out problems with our process. Uh, but I agree with you and the audience that in the end, by buying our product, you trust us ultimately as a vendor to make you a class A awesome product for, for users to store the cryptocurrencies. And that's, that's pretty much true of any wallet provider out there or any product out there. In, there is no such thing as a trustless product. In the end, whatever product you buy, whether it's a physical product or a virtual or software product, you always have a, a sense of trust in terms of the vendor, the makers, the creators, the authors, or the people who write the software algorithms. So let me take a break here. Back to you. All right. Now, uh, I, I, I want to I point out that it is in your best interest, of course, for this to be perfect. The incentives align that if someone, Absolutely. if there was one mistake, your product yeah. is gone. It's that's it. So people that are saying it's an exit scam or it's this, that. First of all, um, he just gave his whole background. Does this man need to exit yeah. scam anyone? I mean, he's got. Yeah. So I, yeah, that, that's a great point. I, I'm, uh, I'm now independently wealthy. Yeah. I'm, um, I can pretty much retire. I could have retired last year after selling my company. I made a, a bunch of money off of that. I'm also early Bitcoin investor. So you can imagine how many times I'm at Bitcoin portfolio has increased. Um, and I'm putting myself out here. Literally, my face, my, my likeness, my, my name, uh, my, people meet me at conferences. They know I'm the real Bobby Lee. I'm, I'm, I'm the guy behind this thing. So, if, so two things. One is I, financially, I don't, need to, I don't need an exit scam. I don't need to. And the other thing is that it, it's probably easier for me to, um, to just retire, go off to an island, and live a good life as opposed to getting myself involved in, in some controversial thing that's going to get me tied up or, or go to jail or whatever. Right. So I, it, so of all the people who, this, this is a true statement of all the people who worried about the private key, you know, I'm the single most, I'm, I'm, I could say I'm even more worried than anyone else in the whole wide world. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, like of all the people, I should be the one who's worried about the process. It's only, it, it's really past my muster that I'm willing to release this product to the world. And it really has passed my muster because I've designed it for many, many months. It, it's been, it's been, it, it's been, on the back of my mind for several years now, finally last year, December, it clicked together. I realized I could put together this product and innovate on this area. And over the last nine months, 10 months, I'm really proud we have a great team. Uh, we really put together an amazing product with software, mobile app and all that. Uh, so we, we, we have something compelling. So, so yeah, back to you. All right, so I, I wanna, one thing, because people with experience recognize this as, just a, uh, it's, it's a complicated, uh, it's a better paper wallet. It's a fancy. Paper yeah. Wallet. Yeah. Uh, but so the knowledge with, of what it is. One of the problems with paper wallets is that people, they have their 
their uh, private key written down and then they can't send, okay? Does your app- Why, why is that? Oh, oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Because yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, that's great. So, so the, I love the fact that experts recognize it's a paper wallet. It is a paper wallet. We don't call it a paper wallet for marketing purposes because, because for new people, paper wallet may sound a little bit flimsy and a little bit like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean by it's paper? We don't even call it a metal wallet because you know, it's stainless steel, but, but the, the issue is not the metal. So we call, it, we, we call it a physical wallet because we want to emphasize that this is turning, physical, uh, turning digital currency into a physical object by making it into a bearer instrument, a bearer instrument. So that's why we call it a physical wallet, okay? And it's, we purposely, we could have made this with paperback or plastic cards. I've seen some people trying to make it with plastic or paper. Uh, but we make it with stainless steel card. We want to make it really hefty and solid to get give people impression that this is worth something solid. Uh, keep it stable, okay? Keep it safe. Um, and the the thing about th what's different about this and other paper wallets is that we we bring we build an ecosystem around it, okay? Um, we we sell these. So people paper wallets usually go to a site like bitaddress.org. You generate the paper wallets using entropy, and then you print it out on paper or some people even laminate it at best. But what we do is we take the complicated process, put it on the metal cards for you, and then the best part is we have this amazing app called Ballet Crypto. Very proud of our app team. Uh, Adam, you probably have used it already, given your nodding. Um, the app is amazing. It's a very key part of our solution. With paper wallet, people don't know how to spend it. They, they, they peel it off, they see all these all these, uh, the private key, there's no QR code, they have to type it in somewhere that they get an offline computer, it's really complex. What we do is we take it one step further, we give you the app, okay? The app looks like, um, uh, yeah, Robert, we'll get, we'll get a version of the app for you. Uh, essentially, it has, um, it, it has the, it's kind of like an app, but yeah, let me, let me uh, do you mind if I show this? Sure. Okay. So it it, it uh it it's kind of like this. So it you could click in, uh you can click in and it has multi currency support. So you click edit and you can oops let me try this and you can literally see all the all the over over uh, close to two dozen of currencies that we support in this app. So you could turn on Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, you know USDT, uh, Bitcoin Gold, XRP, Binance Coin, Dash, you know Ethereum Classic, Dogecoin. Uh, basic attention token, all these coins you can turn on and enable, okay? So the app is a key function. It allows you to easily send the funds. So once you have the app loaded, then you could, um, in the app, you're managing the wallet. It's a watch-only app. So for you experts out there, the app is watch-only. There is no private key stored in the app, okay? And the, the wallet itself, this physical thing itself, is the private key. It has a private key. So this is the bearer instrument. So if your if your if your mobile phone gets hacked, if it gets stolen, if someone looks into it, download it, whatever, they can never get access to your funds because it's all stored on the private key. It's vision based on here. Um, so further, the app allows you to then select which coins to send. You can send what amounts you want. You don't have to send the full amount. You can send partial amounts. Uh, the remaining change comes back to the same address. Uh, and then basically, it's a multifunctional wallet. It's a multi-currency wallet. It's really easy to use. I, I urge you to give it a try. It's really awesome. I keep one with me. Uh, I'll show you. I keep, I keep a wall. Oh, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's, it's right here. I took it out already. Uh, I, I, I'll hide the QR code, but I keep one with me. Uh, essentially, there's a passphrase, and then, um, uh, you know, there's a, I'm going to hide the QR code a little bit, but, but essentially, there's the, uh, 
there's the private key and all that. I keep them with me in the wallet. I store my Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, and stuff like that in here. So, so what was I? Where was no, I? So what they, I wanted to yeah. say, I was nodding my head. I have not used the app yet, but oh, you I haven't. Am, okay, okay, I am glad I was nodding my head because what pe the people complain about the uh, the paper wallets they can't send. I am glad. Oh, yeah, you yeah, made yeah. It exactly. Easy, exactly. For, for people yeah. to send that that's. That's a really important part. But let's again. In fact, one more one more comment. We we actually have paper wallet import capability in the app. So in the app, if you buy a ballet physical wallet, in the app, there's paper wallet import. You can then it's it's advanced feature. You click on the app on the upper right, you click import, then you can import any and all of your paper wallets. We currently only support Bitcoin, we'll support Litecoin and other coins very soon. But the best part about the Bitcoin import, we actually recognize all of the fork coins. The Bitcoin Cash, the Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Diamond. So if you have a paper wallet from pre-2017 where you have multiple coins, four coins in there, you can actually import them selectively. There's a check mark. You can import all of them or some of them into Ballet, and then you can manage it separately. You can send out your Bitcoin Cash, send in Bitcoin SV, keep your Bitcoin Diamond, or whatever you want with it. Um, so it's really easy. No, and, and It's an awesome is, feature. And I forgot, I forgot about that feature, and I have been saying for a while that someone should make a wallet that just splits it for everyone. That just that, that makes yeah, that, we have that. We that's exactly it. We have it. We have it. I was just testing it uh, recently. It's awesome. It's really awesome. I built it by myself. Basically, I'm I'm an advanced. I'm I'm an old school. You know what they call OG, whatever. Uh, so I I know my Bitcoin. I know my crypto. And uh, this product, I love it myself. I. Basically, if I build something I love, I figure other people might like it too, and this is where we are right now. Now, I originally, now I, I love that feature that you can split your, your, your get your forks, get your crypto dividends. Um, but what, what I kind of envision the product as is something that would get beginners into the system, get beginners yes. into the space, and then they could move on from it once they figured that's it out. That's right. That's right. Okay, so you yeah. you don't see it as the full like you see people moving on the trezors and stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's here's my here's how I say this. Okay, this is a simple wallet. We emphasize on simplicity and elegance. We don't emphasize on features. We don't have multi-sig support. We don't have smart contracts. We don't have all these fancy features. Okay, so there are many wallet. And by the way, this wallet is actually not even suitable for daily use. Our idea is that you store crypto here, bitcoins, whatever, and you put it, you hodl, you hold it somewhere as a long-term investment. We're not saying, oh, you're going to use this and spend, you know, buy coffee, buy this and buy that, you know, use it five times a day. If you were to, if you are actually spending bitcoins in cryptocurrency Ethereum five times a day on a daily basis, you probably already have a solution. This wallet is not for you. Does that make sense? This is for the new yeah, person, the newbie, is... the no-coiner, the new-coiner. Yes, this is their first Bitcoin piggy bank. That's exactly. What it is. That's, hey, what that's it is. exactly it. And then what happens is over time, as our users get more sophisticated, they understand Bitcoin more. They understand, oh, what it takes to do a backup of a key recovery seed, the 24 words. They understand all those more advanced concepts. Then they can upgrade or move on to more sophisticated solutions, more sophisticated wallets that have different trade-offs. But, uh, but I think this is a great first stepping stone for most people. But even for advanced users like me, there are use cases of this which is really useful, which is when I want to give Bitcoin out as a gift to people. This is the single best way to give out as a gift. So there's that. You don't foresee it be, becoming a little bit more – you don't see two or three multi-sig being added or anything like that. Just you know, people ask me you – know, that's a great question. People ask me, oh, you know, Bobby, you would be really cool if you could get Ballet to support two or three multi-sig. I'm like, yes. But not for now, because I don't I don't want to 
pivot my company and really cater to the experts because I built the whole company to cater to the beginners. Maybe one day, five years or three years or two years from now, when we're super successful, we have the resource and the, and the wherewithal to implement more fancy solutions. That's when we'll implement those features for, more, for advanced users. But for now, we, we're laser focused on new users, new, bringing new people into our community. Yeah, I like it. It's it's their first piggy bank. I I, I like that. And so yeah, let's focus right. on the let's focus on the present. Where is the interest coming from? I mean, you are targeting the the majority of the world that is not technically sophisticated. What countries have you been shipping to? I mean, where where yeah we what's the yeah we that's great. We're still product to be honest. We're still production constrained. Okay, we 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 have a lot of mature batch stock. They're, they're being manufactured, processed in Las Vegas. My staff is here. Is actually the team is in China right now. We're on a on, on a on a trip here in China to meet everyone. Uh, I'm I'm based in Shanghai. We have a large development office in Shanghai. Our headquarters is in Las Vegas. We have a manufacturing facility in Las Vegas. So once we get the manuf the, the 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 supplies all made, we'll, we'll start um, you know shipping and fulfillment. So that's already started late last month. We're sending more out. We've made. The, uh, the gold edition of the first day issue, we have the regular first day issue, they're stainless steel, we have the light coins made. Uh, the Bitcoin ones are being made right now, being shipped right now. The Ethereum and the XRP are, being, uh, are, are coming in the next few weeks. So I know people have ordered them, we just need, need some more time. It took a little bit longer than expected, uh, I apologize for that. Um, and then what was your question about, uh, sorry, I lost track of no, the No, no, just if, uh, I mean, have you received feedback from newbies yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you said where we're sending it to newbie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, I'll genuinely say this: everyone who's seen this wallet, who hear from us, who've used it, they absolutely love it. Okay, there are few quirks, a uh, few rare instances where they're haters. They take the wallet, they burn it, they try crazy things, and they hate it. Well, if they're haters, they're haters. Okay, I'm not going to convince them otherwise. Um, we see interest from all over the world. What's amazing is we have a uh, we, we have opened up a reseller program to allow people to resell these wallets in their local community, in the local towns and countries. Uh, we've seen so much interest; it boggles my mind. Every day I wake up, I open my email. It's all emails from random people all over the world uh, that I have not previously met. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I've heard about it. I've used it at the beta program. I really want to resell this. You know, what does it take to become a reseller and all that stuff." So we, we have gotten dozens of these emails over the last week alone. Uh, it's been amazing interest. Now, I don't know if all of them will become resellers, but based on all the unsolicited people reaching out to us, I'm, I'm very positive that this is, we, we struck a chord here. Is, it, is the interest mostly coming from the uh, Asian markets or the Western markets? All, all over the world. We have people from Africa, from South America, Australia, Asia, uh, the countries in Southeast Asia, even North America, several people from the US, from Canada. Uh, from Europe as well, literally all over the world. So far, no Antarctica, and um, what else? No Russia so far. Right. Yeah, some people even send us emails in like foreign languages. Like, oh, I don't know how to respond to you because we don't read your language. Well, yeah. I, I want to put it out there again. We we talked about the Casatius coins and that the people that are hating on your product on social media, they aren't. Yeah, they aren't remembering that. I mean, this is a better. They, people loved Casatius coins. They weren't well, ripping on it. Like, so this is a better version of the Casatius coins and that, that that's Yeah, except it's not loaded. Yeah, yeah. Except exactly, it's not exactly. loaded. Exactly. Exactly. And we think it's a good thing because with a loaded Casatius coin, obviously it's easy. But with this, you, it's like self-loading. It's like do it yourself. You buy this, 
you load whatever amount you want because Cassatius coins always come in fixed denominations. And plus these days it's very expensive, you know, the one BTC or the whatever, even the half BTC, right? For this, you can load whatever amounts you want and load whatever currencies you want. You can even load a mixture. Like recently, these are real life examples. Recently, my, um, my cousin came to visit. She just gave birth to a new daughter. And I gave her an early birthday present to, to my, uh, I guess, my uh, cousin's uh, daughter. And I loaded Bitcoin and Litecoin. I put it in the wallet. And I gave it to her. You know, happy first birthday. I signed it on the back. There's a memo field. You know, and it was really cool. I was able to give Bitcoin and Litecoin to the same person. I have, a, I have another cousin uh, whose wedding is coming up next summer. And, and for sure, I'm going to give one of these as a present. Right? Even, for, even for this Christmas, I'm going to make a bunch of these, give them out all to my friends as Christmas presents. And Chinese New Year is coming up. We're going to give these out as red envelope gifts for all my friends in China, uh, who, you know, uh, as red envelope gifts. So th this is really great for gifting crypto to spread the joy of crypto. Awesome. Well, let's let's move. We'll, we'll let you conclude yeah. about this subject later, but let's move on to the bigger Bitcoin matters. And oh, you, yeah, yeah. You just were in the news talking about the gold flipping with Bitcoin. And so tell us about that and what your logic was and what your prediction is. Yeah. First, I want to start out to tell people I'm actually a big fan of gold. Okay. I, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I very, I don't meet a lot of gold bugs, but I'm certainly one of them. I own gold, physical gold coins. I buy gold every year. I add to my gold stash every single year. It's been going on for, for 15 years now. So I have a, a, a um, what I think is a sizable amount of gold, okay? Physical gold. I don't hold it. You know, I hold it physically, okay? So, so that said, but however, I'm an even bigger fan of Bitcoin, okay? So, so compared to my gold holdings, my Bitcoin stash is worth even more than my gold stash. So having said that, um, I, my brother, Charlie, he, he and I have been investing in gold for, for 20 years. And that's how we got into Bitcoin. We're, we're under, trying to understand what makes Bitcoin valuable not backed by anything and that's when we thought about gold isn't backed by anything either so we have a strong uh sense of what things we now have a strong sense of what how things are valuable um anyways so the point is my comment on the twitter uh is about the flipping right the idea is that gold today there's 180,000 metric uh what is it 180,000 tons of gold globally okay uh, metric tons 170,000 and that comes to valuation a global circulating value of about eight trillion dollars, eight or nine trillion dollars, depending on the price of gold. And what we're saying is that one day, I truly believe the total value of Bitcoin, which is 160 billion today, will reach and eclipse the value of gold. That's the true flipping. Okay, so it's not it's not the price of one Bitcoin versus the price of one ounce of gold because you can't measure the units because they're not the same. You have ounces and and grams and kilograms of gold versus units of Bitcoin, you know, one Bitcoin, one millibitcoin, one Satoshi. The, the, the units are not com comparable. So what I do is I measure the full supply. So for the full supply of gold is um, 8 trillion. The full supply of Bitcoin is 160 billion. So that's a 50x difference, you know, 50 times bigger than Bitcoin. I think one day Bitcoin will grow in value to overcome that of gold. And by then, uh, you know, at today's price, that means Bitcoin will go up f f uh, 50 times. It will go up to half a million dollars, uh, close to that. And then, but given the inflation and the money printing, gold price will go up as well. So if gold price goes to $3,000 an ounce, then if Bitcoin were to cross gold, that'll be a million dollar Bitcoin. That was my point. 
And you were saying what year 2028? I don't want to put words. Yeah, I, I said that because I, you know, the, the, what people don't realize is in the last 10 years, we saw two block have, halvings. Okay, two. But the next 10 years, just due to the schedule every four years, the next 10 years, we actually will see three block halvings. That's 50% more than the two block halvings we saw in the first 10 years. So basically, our, our, our upcoming block halving is actually May of 2020. That's, that's less than six months away. Okay, and then we have one four years after that and four years after that. So basically, in a, in a span of nine years, we're going to see three block halvings. And I think, dude, by then, it's going to be super scarce. By then, today, there's 1,800 Bitcoins being made per day of new Bitcoin. Uh, by then, in nine years, we'll see that supply down to 225. That means each block reward will just be 1.6 BTC, something, something like that. And so, so the stock to flow model, so how much mining, how, how much people are spending in electricity for mining Bitcoin on a daily basis, that's going to be split up to earn 225 thereabouts of Bitcoin, 230 Bitcoins. Okay. So you get an idea, right? Meaning, meaning if they spend, so let's just rough numbers. If they spend $230 million of mining per day and they're only mining 230 Bitcoins a day, that means each Bitcoin is a million dollars. So they spend 116, $110 million mining, then each Bitcoin will be $500,000. So roughly that's the model for, for nine years out. Okay, people, I don't want to get people too excited here, but this is why you have a strong <laughs> hand. This is why you hold it. Pound that light. Yeah, hold, hold it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I tell people, you know, my hodling stash, I'm not going to be spending my lifetime. That's why I created products like this so that my, my, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren can all benefit from the early investments in Bitcoin. I love it. I, that's a strong hand right there. He's thinking yeah. beyond his lifetime even. Now, I, I, I want to go back to gold because there are a lot of people yeah. that are really happy to hear that Bobby Lee and Charlie Lee like gold. I mean, are you, yeah. are, are you bullish? I mean, do you, I mean, you're a technical guy. How, do you think young people are going to... Yeah, I see so a transition. I, I see a major transition into crypto. So, so I, as I told you, very, very straight. Um, my, my, in terms of, I have more money in Bitcoin than I do in gold. But I have a non insignificant amount of gold. Like most people I meet, they don't own any gold. They only own gold like in an earring or a ring or something like that. They have some gold on their watch, and that's it. But I own real gold in 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 ounces and you know however many ounces, lots of ounces. So my point is this, my point is I value gold for what it is, which is it's, it's an awesome precious metal that has amazing chemical properties. Okay. It's a, it's a, what they call a, uh, I think it's a noble, um, no, what do they call it? They call it, um, it, it's, it's a metal that does not react first of all. Yes. Okay. It has a shiny luster, that yellow goldish luster. It doesn't react. It doesn't tarnish. There's no rusting. It's very stable. Uh, it, it has amazing chemical properties. It's very dense, which means it's how, to, how hard to counterfeit. Uh, so, so gold has value because of its chemical properties. And this is something people don't realize, okay? And silver is similar as well. has chemical properties that are very amazing for industrial use and all that. That's why gold and silver has been, has been very valued over, over the years, okay? So my point is Bitcoin is digital. The issue with Bitcoin is it's just information. So um, on the one hand, on the one hand, it cannot be confiscated uh, because it's not physical. But on the other hand, it can be forgotten. So that's a danger with Bitcoin. So this is the dichotomy. Gold is precious. It's very physical. You know, come, 
you know, come rain, water, you know, storms, fire, gold will never be destroyed, right? You, you cannot undo gold. You cannot just, you throw it away, it's still there. Uh, Bitcoin, people can lose it. So that's the, that's the issue, right? So there, there are pros and cons of each. Yes, yes. Well, it makes it, Bitcoin's, yeah, that, that, I like that aspect that you can lose it. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, I think that's <laughs> yeah. a feature. Let people lose it. Exactly. That's good for the people. Speaking of which, let me, let me share with you another personal story. The, the, one of the, the, there are many great features of this physical uh, cryptocurrency wallet. It, it's all self-contained. So this is a real story. Okay. Recently, I, I had a hardware wallet. I won't name the brand. I don't want to get on people's, uh, I, use, I myself use very fancy solutions. I, I, I have hardware wallets. I use custodial services. I use exchanges. I have my Bitcoins in different locations, different, different devices, and so on and so forth. But recently, I had a panic because I was trying to use my hardware wallet, trying to key in the uh, key. Oh, actually, this is a different issue. Sorry, sorry. I was using a softer wallet, one of the early softer wallets, like SPV wallets, um, where I, in the, in the abundance of security, I set a passphrase for the wallet. Okay. You know, we're security conscious. We add, we, I actually added a passphrase for the wallet file. And, you know, this is very recent in the last week. One night, I, I was like, oh shit. I almost, oh, sorry to say S word. But basically, I forgot the password. Okay. I had, and I was panicking. I, I, I almost forgot the password. It took me about 10 minutes to cycle through the different passwords. I finally remembered which one I used. Okay. And this is a real story. What I realized is I, I think myself as a smart guy, but even for, for people, memory is fallible. Human memory is fallible. Okay. I, I'm, I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like something that happened, you can get hit by a bus or even if you don't get hit by a bus, human memory is fallible. So, so don't make the mistake of losing coins because you forgot an esoteric password that you used to set, to lock up your coins for the purpose of security. Sometimes what you do for security actually harms you in the end. There's so many stories out there of people losing their coins because they forgot the password. And I, it almost happened to me, and I knock on wood, I remembered it, but I'm gonna put my coins, put more of my coins on ballet because of this. Okay, it, it, it even happens to the OGs, they, they have a absolutely, memory, absolutely. memory lapses like that. And again, yeah. memory is different than intelligence, people. Memory does kind of <laughs> over time. And uh, yeah. you keep your intelligence. But yeah, it's, it's a very interesting start. I, I, I do want to go back to the, the gold uh, talk, yeah, talk please. again. Because yeah, something I, I was, over the next, uh, and, and this is going to be your, uh, I guess, get your opinion on the overall uh, crypto sector here. What would you rather, what's going to do better over the next two years? Gold or two Ethereum? Years. Oh, oh, gold oh. or Ethereum over the next two oh, years? <laughs> so to be honest, I, I hold Ethereum. I own some Ethereum. Not a lot. I own some. But very honestly, I am not, uh, I don't follow Ethereum very closely. So I, I barely, I cannot even tell you what the price is. I don't, I don't, I just don't know what the price of Ethereum is. I think if I recall correctly, it's underperformed Bitcoin in the last two years. So my Ethereum investments in terms of uh, BTC amount has gone down in value. So I honestly, I cannot, I don't have any comments on the price outlook for Ethereum. The, 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 reason, I, I, the reason I do that comparison is because I, I, mean, I want to hear your, I mean, maybe you're so focused on your product, you don't see what is going on out there. But there is so much of this DeFi talk about Ethereum. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, are you into this at all? Or are you just ignoring it all and, and focusing on your For, for me, uh, I think it's great that there's industry people pushing forward, uh, you know, blockchain, decentralized, 
uh, public blockchain, decentralized finance, smart contracts. I think it's great people are pushing that forward. But for me, day to day, I don't find it useful for me. It hasn't brought me value. And plus, this year, I've been focused on this product to bring mass market into crypto, to hold cryptocurrency. So I, I've been, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's, it's been a mistake, maybe, that I haven't followed the DeFi movement on Ethereum very closely. You only got a limited amount of time here. And I think a lot of it is hype, obviously. But now, so let's, uh, this final question is a big question. That's, uh, yeah, please. Has has China really changed its tune toward Bitcoin? You are in China. (laughs) You've had a lot of experience with regulators there. I know with your previous business. So has, because everyone, the last, what, two weeks now, the people, the stories coming out of China, they love blockchain now. You can talk about it. They love Bitcoin. I mean, what, what is the real story? Yeah. So China, um, here's how I would characterize it. I, th- I think recently we saw uh, Chairman Xi Jinping uh, talk about, you know, the country's going to go all in on blockchain. I think it's hinting towards a releasing a digital cryptocurrency that's backed by the RMB, sort of like a government-issued stablecoin for the Chinese renminbi. Um, in fact, it was supposed to be announced today, November 11th, but it, it didn't, I don't think I heard news. It, didn't, it did not come out. So either those were wrong rumors or maybe this delayed or whatever. I'm not going to hold my breath. But at the same time, my point, the, the point is this, China, the way the government works is they, they it's an authoritarian government. So, so it, it's, it's, it's a government about power, about who, it's not a democracy. It's not like there's sentiment, public sentiment about how things should be. It's basically one or a few people decide, make decisions on things. It's kind of run like a company, in fact. Companies more like that, right? Uh, so the point is that the leaders, you know, singular or plural, make decisions on how they want to see things happen. And then the laws and the rules, you know, are, are adjusted to reflect that, to give them the most flexibility. Okay, so over the last few years, we've seen Bitcoin being banned multiple times in China. The reason is that because they hesitate, they want to do things, they don't want to do that way. In one of the uh, stories is that at one point, this is two and a half years ago, 2017, they were actually ready to ex- issue licenses for cryptocurrency exchanges. So we, BTCC, BTC China, we were on the receiving end of that license. We saw the draft copy. Okay, we're about to get it, literally. But it didn't happen at the last minute. The plug got pulled that summer, and then the ban came down, and we had to close down the exchange. So it was literally a 180-degree flip within six months, okay? And it's not unheard of. Things like that would happen again, okay? So that's why when they make announcements about digital RMB, about blockchain, to me, it's, it's whatever. It, it doesn't change the daily lives, and um, it's, not done, it's not done until it's done. So uh, all the rumors, I, I don't pay much attention. It's just rumors. And I know the price goes up and down because of the rumors, but I myself, I'm a hodler. I don't trade on the news or the rumors. So I don't, I don't care much about it. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell us whether China will be the first country to issue a digital stable coin for their currency and issued by the central bank or not, right? Libra was a great effort by the private sector. I, I'm, I'm fully behind that. I think Libra... I would, I would vote yes to, to let Libra launch. Not that I'm a fan of Facebook. I'm not a fan of Facebook, but I, I would be a fan of a, of a consortium stable coin. Um, uh, anyways, so, you, so we'll you, see if China you, you, does you it. Feel, you feel that, uh, and I agree, I, I like this. I like the idea of Facebook doing their own coin because I think private companies should be able to, uh, they should exactly. be able to have their own currency just like a country. Do you agree with that? Exactly, I totally. Let me, let me, let me share a story with you. This is my analysis, okay? 
think about I, I'm in China right now. So look look at this um, look at this. This is paper money, right? So this this obviously very recent in the last five years, I think. But but how did paper money get invented? Paper money started as notes, as bank notes, where these are depository bear. Uh, you know, the banks would pay the bearer on demand, either gold or silver, right? That's a, that's the invention of paper money. In the U.S., it was. Um, these gold certificates, silver certificates, right? So how did the word bank come about? So in the early days, it was just goldsmith. These are people, these are companies, businesses that help people make gold, you know, goldsmiths, or make them into coins, make them into nuggets or whatever, ingots, and so on and so forth. And they issued notes, and they, they would have depository services, and, and the notes were the claim on the gold, right? So these are private companies issuing paper money that's backed by gold. So what we're saying now is, I totally think, as a libertarian, I totally think that companies should be allowed to issue digital currencies backed by today's money, which is fiat money. So why, why should that not be allowed? I think in a free country, it should be allowed. I think that's why the government, I think, has a weak case against Facebook. From a pure constitutional perspective, I think Facebook or any currency should have the right to issue digital versions that's backed by real money. I mean, it has to pass the security laws and all that stuff, but constitutionally, I think it's legitimate. Now, you said don't hold your breath about China. You know, they, they make the, and all <laughs> sorts of things come out all the time. But let's say they actually come up with their digital uh, stable coin. Okay. Do you, think, do you think that will be huge for cryptocurrency around the world? Do you think that'll take us to the next level? Uh, if, I think it will. I think it will for, for a few reasons. First of all, China is up and coming. They're, they're trying to you know, replace the U.S. hegemony, the dollar standard and all that stuff. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Chinese American, I'm a U.S. citizen, so I'm, I have nothing against the United States. But just having lived in China for many years, I can see the actions. And uh, China's trying to challenge the U.S. in terms of the dollar standard and all that stuff. I think a digital renminbi would be a great way to do that. It'll really stick it to the face of, of the Federal Reserve, right? Uh, so if they do that, if China actually has digital RMB, the we don't know what, what form it will be. We don't know if the accounts and the private keys will be created by citizens or whether it will be assigned to people like bank account numbers, okay? So that's a very key question. Uh, the, 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 the debate is still out there whether which way they're gonna go by. But the point is generally, if it is, a, if it is a true digital cryptocurrency where we, the users, have access to the private keys, where we can make transactions and send money on a blockchain, either private or whatever consortium blockchain, without controls, then, um, then it will make digital currencies, the, the decentralized digital currencies like Bitcoin and so on, much more pervasive because then you can have exchanges that can change from digital RMB to Bitcoin and vice versa much, much easier than going through the physical banking sector today. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it'll be like USDT, but it'll be like whatever, Chinese RMB, digital RMB. Uh, imagine that, right? That would be a very, that would be a hot, hot trading pair whatever the ticker symbol is for the RMB digital version and the BTC, ETH, XRP, whatever. Those would be very hot trading pairs, high volume, high liquidity, very fast, you know, it'll clear instantly and all that stuff. It may still have KYC stuff, but it'll have strong liquidity there, just like the USDT trading pairs have strong liquidity. Well, we've got an interesting decade ahead of us we're about to enter. I call it the golden age we're about to enter here. And so I love yeah. that there's innovation going on at all different levels. We have no idea what's going to be next here. That, that's, that's the magic. That's what I love about this industry, about this space. 
who, you know, five years ago, we couldn't have predicted everything that's going on today. So uh, that's right. That's right. It's amazing. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with the uh, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. And um, great, I, great I, questions. I, I'm glad uh, people can make their own decisions. If they want to be haters, they can be haters. But no, there's no there's no exit scam. <laughs> um, you can come up with your conspiracies, people. That's that's fine. It's a free world. But uh what do you have to say? What, what are your conclusionary thoughts here uh, in, about the product, or the space in general, anything? The yeah. Is yours. So, so Bitcoin, I'm very excited. I'm a, I'm a big Bitcoin fan, Maximus hodler. Um, I think the next 10 years will be amazing. I think we'll take, we'll, we'll see Bitcoin going to the trillion dollar value cap. Uh, trillion dollars is actually very easy. It's only a five X. I think five, six X will get us a trillion. The question will it get to 10 trillion. And I think we, with the money printing that's happening around the world, I think we'll very easily get us to 10 trillion. Uh, literally, there are hundreds of billions being printed every day, every month. Um, look at the U.S. debt. Look at the deficit. It's crazy stuff out there what they're doing. I mean, the, the reason Bitcoin will, will do well is because our competition is just it's such – there's such um, terrible at, at what they're doing, meaning our competition is fiat money. And it's just – fiat money is not holding its value. It's just doing – it's getting an F grade for holding its value. And when, when our competition is getting an F – it, it, you know, even if we get a C or D, I think we'll, we'll be leaps and bounds better than, than fiat money. So that's, that's why I'm very bullish on Bitcoin. Um, and Bitcoin, by the way, is not a C or D, it's, it's an A plus, I think. Uh, and then in terms of, in terms of ballet, I, I'm really excited about this. This is the most fun thing, the most exciting thing about uh, that I've done in my whole life, running this company, building this product. Uh, uh, so I, I think we, we really are trying to make cryptocurrency accessible to everyone, to the everyday person around the world. Uh, this is definitely not an exit scam. Um, they're just better ways to scam people, I think. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that anyways. Um, so, so I, I, you know, for people who are on the fence, buy one, try it out. I think you'll love it. If you don't love it, tell me why. I'd love to hear your feedback. People have given us really great feedback over time and we've uh, made modifications to improve the product, the software and all that stuff. So I look forward to people's feedback and spread the joy of crypto by, you know, either with Bali or without Bali, but please help spread the world, the joy of crypto to the rest of the world. All right. Great times here today on the one Bitcoin show. Everybody remember it's a new show every single day. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again, Bobby Lee. I am Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like the video, share this video, pound that like button, click on those squares. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. See you everyone. Bye-bye.